This is the Neds NRL Punting Podcast with Jarrell Yao Yi, Chris Gary, and Jared Timms. G'day, punters. Welcome to episode eight of the Neds NRL Punting Podcast. We're absolutely thrilled to have your company for another week of betting. Hot takes, tips, failed multis, really just all things rugby league. My name's Jared Timms. Who's that to my left? It's Broncos legend, Jarrell Yao Yee. Yeah, that's me. Broncos legend, Jarrell Yao Yee. <laughs> Love that. Thanks Who's for... that to my right? It's <laughs> media legend, Chris Gary. Thanks, guys. Also, successful, successful tips. So just can I say, I just wanted to get that out We've there. We've done it, first. finally. For a dollar five. <laughs> for a dollar five, we'll take it. Oh, thank you, Ivan. Thank you, Nathan. Appreciate it. No tense moments there, thank goodness. Now, Gerald, you told us this after we finished recording last week, so we didn't get a chance to talk about it. Your breakfast radio program, Triple yeah. A, yeah, Triple A Murray Country. Um, yeah, we uh, award winners. Yeah, we are award winners. Um, first time that uh, this this, uh, this uh, outfit has won that award as well. So pretty prestigious for us. I mean, we're not a com- we're not a huge commercial radio station, but um, it's a People's Choice Awards for best uh, program or breakfast star for country radio. So for me, uh, you know, you got it's it's a little bit like winning an award at uh, you know Queensland Cup level at the moment. Uh, won plenty of them at North. So um, I'm just uh, you know trying to use that in the in the radio world at the moment and uh, going to bigger and better things uh, eventually one day. But I'm I'm loving working where I'm at at the moment. Absolutely enormous performance and congratulations Thank from you, all boys. of us, Thanks. of course. Now, I also heard a little birdie told me, in fact, is your current or future radio host partner Brisbane royalty Ranger Stacey? It is. It is. <laughs> wow. um, totally wild. Now, I was totally wild for Ranger Stacey when I was younger. <laughs> I loved when she was petting all those furry animals. Uh, it was beautiful. Uh, I, I had a thing for her a little bit. No, honestly, she's... um, she's. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler warning, you're no longer on air with no, Ranger Stacey. She's honestly, she's honestly a legend. Uh, I didn't think I'd have, you know, this type of royalty to, to join me, but um, I'm sure she says the same stuff about me yeah. Uh, yeah. as well. You're very <laughs> But look, no, I'm looking forward to the new journey. Uh, she joins me next week, uh, next Tuesday, when we start uh, our new journey on Breakfast Radio with uh, Ranger Stacey and JYY. That is absolutely outstanding. Chris, any awards for you this last week? No, well, actually... Actually, I would say probably copying the most shit on Twitter. I just had. <laughs> You're I'm a special for that, it. everyone. Yeah, I'm still copying it. <laughs> so, um, absolute special there. So that's about it, really. There's been a few times where I could jump in, but I love being the bystander and just love getting him, watching him getting pumped in the corner, <laughs> in, the, in the ring. Just bush, bush, bush. So I'll just sit back and watch that one. <laughs> uh, look, surely the question on everybody's lips after round seven now should we call off the rest of the 2022 NRL Premiership season? and just stage a final series that only features the Panthers and the Storm. I still think the Sharks and the Eels are a chance, but, yeah, they're well ahead of the pack, aren't they? We're heading that way. It's one of those competitions, I think I even said a week or so ago, there's haves and there's have-nots. The top eight's there, really. Um, The top four's there. The Seagulls have fallen out for you after 32 points in the first half last week. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sold. We need to see them with Tommy Turbo back. Yeah, and Tommy Turbo back at his best as well. It looked like he was pretty underdone at the start of the season. Yeah, I think he just didn't start the way. And like we said in the first couple of podcasts, he probably has been figured out a little bit more, Jared, than usually he has been in his current years, uh, where he's popped up, how he's played uh, that role at fullback. You know, he's, he's that roaming fullback that, you know, we see in this new age. Uh, Teddy... Hasn't been the same as well. You know, we've seen him um, struggle a little bit. So, uh, yeah, look, I, I think with 
the Manly to go far, they'll, they'll need him to be uh, hitting their straps when he comes back. West's Tigers, two in a row. Can they make it three in round eight? Can I just say this? Madge, <laughs> what are you doing to us? Look, <laughs> the podcast was rising when we were telling you you were going at round 10. It is now round eight, champion. You're, not, you're looking less and less like Don Woganowski, and um, <laughs> they're playing some great football. What is going on? Who would have thought the West Jackson Tigers? Is, you know, like, wow, what yeah. a difference he's made, and I'm really happy for him because I remember um, interviewing him a few times when he was a younger bloke. He definitely had a bit of arrogance about him, and from what I understand, that he wasn't the most popular player in some of the teams he was in when he was younger, but he has matured so much. After the game, I loved it. Because they asked him straight away, how's the coach helped you? From a journalist perspective, that's a really leading question because you're trying to eke out maybe is Madge really helping you, what what he doesn't say. Um, Jackson was on the front foot. Absolutely praising Madge. So I really like that. You reckon him going to the Super League, having all those pommies over there who just don't take shit, yep. do you reckon that helped him a lot? Uh, it had to because yeah. he has – obviously he had a falling out at Manly um, with DC, et cetera. Um, and he was just not the most liked bloke in the NRL. And he's come back, and he seems like a really just grounded person. There has been an awful lot of praise for him. I really just loved watching. I saw a clip of Madge walking into training on Tuesday morning, and boy, he's got a bit of swagger. Over oh, 100%, head. doesn't he? He just looks vibrant. I mean, he's got a lot of colour in his face back, like, like I said. And that DCE and Jackson Hastings things, we won't have to wait too much longer because that is next week. Manly play the Tigers. So plenty to talk about that in the podcast uh, next be, week as that well. That could be very good for them and very damning for us indeed. <laughs> uh, all right, guys, our most popular segment in what turned out to be our most popular episode to date last week as well. The Redcliffe Dolphins <laughs> it being absolutely vital for them to sign Cameron Munster, I beg your pardon. Chris, I'm sure you've got a bit more to say about the club and about this in general. You know, it's it's interesting. We, we did that piece and then uh, I think a, a day or so later my uh, former colleague Michelle Bishop reported exclusively that the Broncos have sounded out interest in Cameron Munster and I, I just can't see everything I've, I've ever heard from the Munster camp. They can't cop Brisbane. Anthony Griffin and the Broncos rejected him multiple times. They didn't want to bar him. That's why I ended up at the Storm. And since then, the sort of unwit, unwritten word from, from Cameron is he'd never play for the Broncos. So I just find it very curious now that the Storm are digging their heels in in regards to the Dolphins and saying there is no way he will go there in 2023. So the Dolphins could have a team with basically a bunch of battlers and having to wait until 2024 to sign a genuine spine if, star. If Cameron Munster does go to the Dolphins, though, and Wayne sees out his tenure, a man could go back to where he started, and, and that is Anthony Griffin. <laughs> so that would be a very funny situation for Cameron Munster and Anthony Griffin um, because, yeah, I've, I, I have heard that he is interested in the, in the long run to take over Redcliffe at some stage. He's won premierships there, yeah, uh, Chris. It makes sense. It makes sense. Uh, he'd come at the homecoming would be great. He knows the people there. Mick Roberts is there in the development who he took to a grand final. It just makes sense to see Hook go back to Redcliffe at some stage. It wouldn't it'd be funny to see him and uh, Cameron Munster link up. The, the two drama. Rocky boys back together again. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, Chris, we touched on this accidentally right at the start of the episode. One of my favourite things to do week in, week out is monitor your social media. Oh. It's absolutely outstanding. In all seriousness, I do very much <laughs> enjoy your tweets. Always a plethora of people keen to take you on as a blue tick journalist <laughs> on oh, Twitter. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, look, <clears> I... It, 
brings out some gold, obviously, from you, but also from other people as well. This last weekend, you got pretty involved in the David Fafita chat, his move to centre, the Gold Coast Titans. I'm keen to have a chat about this as a whole. How are you feeling about it all? Yeah, look, I stand by my tweet. Um, so there was a lot of blue ticks out there giving me absolute stick. And I'm like, why do you even have a blue tick? You've got like 600 followers. So <laughs> I didn't pay attention to most of it. <laughs> Some of it was genuine feedback. I'm the sort of person on Twitter, if you have a genuine argument, happy to engage. If you're just giving me stick, like, I don't care. Like, it just really washes over me. I've heard so much. <laughs> I just want to highlight a couple of the ones that really went after me. Nick McGrath, who also has a blue tick, I've never heard of him, <laughs> said um, I needed a HIA assessment. <laughs> Channel 9 reporter and all-round shit-stirrer Mark Gottlieb, um, <laughs> one of the great pot-stirrers ever, um, said that I've left the reservation, an outdated term I, I don't particularly endorse, but they're just a little bit of, a, I guess, a general sense. But what I will say is that here's some actual facts, if these so-called blue ticks would bother researching. David Fafita, seven games. He leads the Titans in line breaks with fives, with five, leads them in line break assists with five. He is first in offloads with 10, second in tackle breaks, 23 from seven games, has 92% tackle efficiency and averages 124 metres a game. He is not the problem at the Titans. There are much bigger issues. Yeah, and that's – I'm glad you bring those stats up because I never, I didn't even have a clue about those. But you can tell each, each game he's playing – He's doing his best. I mean, just get him early ball and, and attack. That's that is David Fafita's go-to thing. And and you know they go, oh well, you know we've given it to him two or three times, it didn't work. I guarantee you, if you give it to him ten times, and one of those times he's going to score a try out of nothing. He he does. He's done it at the Broncos. He's done it in Origin. You know he is he is the reason why he's on that much money because he is their go-to guy. And you're right, Chris. Those those stats are amazing and. He's, if imagine what they'd be like if they were a good team. He'd yeah. be, he'd be, he would be. Everyone would be talking about him about how good he is. Yeah, they have failed to invest in a spine. They don't yeah. really have a decent hooker. They don't have a decent halfback. Toby Sexton could be a bloody good halfback, but he's a few years away. Mal from that. I just don't understand that situation. They they let him go. Like yeah. he was on contract. The manager came to them and had a longer term deal lined up. This is how the world works now. If you can get a longer term deal, you leverage the exit early. So they came to him with that, and they just let him walk. It was a massive mistake. They shouldn't have. I'm not saying Jamal Fogarty's would cure all their ills, but he's a solid player week in week out. Jaden Campbell, solid fullback, but he's two or three years. Away. They haven't had a plan to get real talent around Fafita, talent that's ready to play at their best now. The, the talent they have is three or four years away. They haven't supported him properly. If he was if the if he was available, the Dolphins would sign him for one point two mil. There's no doubt. Hundred percent. Uncle Wayne loves him. Incredible stuff, honestly. Question marks over the Titans again this season, but quite frankly, when hasn't there been a season since they started? <laughs> there hasn't been big question marks over them. All right, we're getting slightly better at the betting week in, week out. I think it's time to ring Ryan Cook. The weekend's footy through the eyes of the punters with all the numbers, trends and odds you need to know. This is The Offload. He's the best-looking man in the room each and every week. It's the form guide, Fondler Ryan Cook. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Chris, no, I keep looking, going. Chris, I was looking forward to you singing the anthem this week. But... Oh, no. The Panthers got up, so yeah. thank God. Oh. I honestly thought he was going to stop that train last week, and just <laughs> after it started, I thought, geez, the Raiders might be a chance here. I should have known better. Uh, Ryan, oh. who aren't we arguing with this week? Xavier Coates. Oh. Easy choice. Hot, Four tries in hot. that 70-10 win over the Warriors. Uh, $9 to score a hat trick. Easy money. Has now scored two or more tries in each of his last three games against the Warriors. 
Jarrell, I want to ask oh. you a couple of questions here, mate. <laughs> What's the worst loss you were involved in in your career? The but... worst loss I was involved in? Yep. Oh, um, no, I don't think I was. I wasn't involved. I haven't really been involved in like a big shellacking, but I was there when we lost to Canberra and um, – What's his name? Croker uh, had a field day on Justin Hodges down there at uh, GIO Stadium. Um, <clears throat> I think I got dropped for that game for Dale Copley and love you, Dale, so much. But they got done like 58 to four. <laughs> and I thought to myself, well, see what happens when you drop. What's, what's the mood like in training, though, after that happens the following week? Well, for some players, it's positive. You know, they just – some guys are so good at just moving on. But you'll get, you'll get the boys that will just, you know, kick stones all week until they, until they play, until they can get their redemption. And the media – sorry, not the media. The video sessions are not enjoyable. Uh I mean, I, I had Hook, and sometimes he was just loved to be short and sharp. He didn't like he didn't like to drag it on. He just used to move on. But I've sat in with Wayne, um, and he will he will honestly target people and be like, "This is why you're not playing this week. This is why, you know, the team when he's better." And sometimes it works for players, and sometimes it doesn't. But seventy to ten, like that was that's insane. I look, I looked away for ten minutes of the game, and it just got away from him. Um, I don't think there'll be another game like that. Chris, do you sort of have to tiptoe around coaches in pre- post-game press conferences when that kind of thing happens, or how do you handle it? No, I don't think he does. Surely he'd go harder. <laughs> it just depends, right? Like it, someone like Nathan Brown, who's um, coaching future is up for question, like that's fair game. Um, if that's an aberration, then no, it's actually more about being empathetic. But um, Nathan Brown, I think, is firming in the odds to be the first coach sacked. They generally just lost interest. Like oh, I'm a yeah. Warriors fan, and partway through that second half, they literally just wanted to go home. They just didn't want to be there. It was surely so bad that you just put a line through it, don't even talk about it, and, you know, saddle up the following week. Yeah, well, I'd be interested in drilling. Obviously, coaches say that sometimes. That's whether you dwell on it and show the replay and show the horror of it or whether you just move on. Yeah, I, for me, if I'm coaching, I just, I just go, look, there's no video session. What, you want to watch the seven tries, eight tries that they scored in a row? It's 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 a tough one, but you'll have those coaches who will nitpick. I mean, I've been in um, you know classes with Madge before and watch what he Michael Maguire does. He will go through the whole game just to pinpoint everything that goes wrong. And I'd say Craig Bellamy's probably a coach like that as well. I know his video sessions are very long and and thorough. So yeah, some coaches would move on. Me, I would just I would be for me. I would it would be an hour after the game. I would sit there and take a long, hard look at myself, and then I would just drop it and, and move on because you carry it into weeks, you lose confidence, and, yeah, you just you, you can't keep hold of that. Who were our punters pals this week, Ryan? Came nice and early last week, guys. So Ronaldo Molotalu, mm. he's now scored in seven of Cronulla's last eight home games. He's also scored a double in his last two games. Cashed that at $5.25 last week. He scored only the one try in three career games against the Broncos, and that was back in 2020, but he's paying $1.70 on Thursday night. Guys, do we think the Sharks have the best wing pairing in the league? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. possibly the best centre too. Pairing, I would say pairing, yeah. Pairing, yeah, definitely. Do you think yeah. we'll look back in maybe 10 years and say they're the all-time greatest or oh, too early to tell? Yeah, it's going to pro- be pretty hard to top Yao Yi and Kemp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the plug there, boys. <laughs> no, I, look, I, I think yeah, to, to be to be in that you know, caliber of players and to be spoken about. Yeah, you got to be consistent over 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 many many years. And I'm not saying these guys aren't at the moment, but you know, you you, you put along. You know, you could you could arguably say that 
Darius Boyd was one when he was playing on the wing. He was one of the best, but his dubs at the end of his career sort of started to fall short. And um, unfortunately for him, I reckon that damaged him a little bit and in, in his credibility and how he played footy. So um, I would say they're, they're, they're up there. They're right up there. Another name, another great winger, Josh Adokar, one we touched on last week. He's now scored a try, at least one try in each of his last seven games against the Broncos at Suncorp. He was $2.40 any time, and as I said last week, that was really good value. Went on to make it a double at $7. And the other one was the Roosters at the line. So they've now now failed to cover the line in each of their last seven games following a win, minus 12.5 against the Dragons last week, and they lost by two. A uh, couple of round eight tips, just looking ahead. I like Mikhail Ravalawa to score a double taking on the Tigers on Sunday. You're getting $5 for that one. Left edge of uh, West defense has surrendered nearly 60% of the tries they've given up. On the Dragons, um, they have the easiest schedule coming up over the next month with games against the Tigers, the Storm, the Titans, and then the Warriors. $3.75 about the Dragons to make the top eight. Do you think that's worth a look? I said at the start of the year, I, I you know what I, I, they've had obviously a fall in the, you know, in that middle part of round four, five, uh, and, I think leadership is something that they've needed, and Benny Hunt, you know, not that he hasn't stood up. He's always been, he's always been a player that stood out for a losing team when they played. But I feel like this year he's matured a lot. And I said it, I said it in, in round one in our podcast. I, I reckon he's going to give it a shake up for Dally M. He's sitting on at the moment. He's sitting on. 10 points, Ryan Pappenhausen on 15, but Ryan Pappenhausen in, is in the form of his life at the moment. But I, I genuinely think they're going to go very close um, to finishing, yeah, finishing up up there in the in probably sixth, fifth position. I know I said top four. They're going to have to go on a run to, to be able to do that because like Chris said before, there's, there's those out-and-out boys at the top two and the rest are, you know, they're – we know who's going to be there, but if they keep playing like they did on Anzac Day over the weekend uh, and can get up for every game, they're going to be hard to beat because that was that was a that was a great performance by the by the Dragons and a, a rare miss coaching from uh, Trent Robinson. Not yeah, to have Victor Radley starting. Um, they they really conceded the game in that opening twenty minutes. I think I think they said that he was sick. He had the flu. Him and Jared were here at Hargrave, so that's why they didn't start, which is very odd to me because. As if you wouldn't start those two in, in a, and no matter how long they play, you you start them in that game because they they, they give you a lot of imp, you know they give a lot of impact straight from the start. So, yeah, it was a it was a coach stuff up from him. Just on on Ben Hunt, love the way he started the game. Oh, oh just that early kicks. He really just said, "I'm going to lead this team today." I, I just love that. Really good fellow, Ben Hunt. Really good player. Very underrated. He's definitely back to the the best he was a couple of years ago. Another name I do like is Corey Oates anytime. He's scored in seven of his last nine games against Cronulla. Right edge of the Sharks defense has been where they've been the most vulnerable. And you're getting $2.60 anytime there. Absolutely sick of talking about Talakai this week. (laughs) But I'm sure he features prominently in if you're not first, you're last. $11.50 as the first try scorer last week, guys. It was a pretty mundane kind of week, though, in terms of results for first try scorers. But the biggest one by far was Francis Molo. Big Frankie. Big Frankie. Frankie, $151 to $151. I'd love to know how many people actually jumped on that. I don't think it's anyone in this room. (laughs) Uh, Round eight tip, I like Cody Walker. He's been the first try scorer in each of South's last two games against Manly. Game number 150 on Friday, and you're getting $12.50 there if you don't mind. Feels like he's been in the game for so much longer mm, than 150, right? I mean, yeah, I, know it really came does. In, I know he came in a little bit later, but it just feels like he's 
up there to being a 250 player. I mean... He's just spoken about each and every week. That's probably yeah. why we think that, honestly. Well, uh, it's not a bad thing for, you know, I mean, if he if he can perform and be spoken about each week, he's obviously doing something right. Absolutely. Ryan, hit us with this week's Mad Multis. It's it's only a small one, but again, it's about the stake. So $2.50 into just over $2,300. It's the Storm Warriors, same game multi, which I'm sure a lot of people cashed in on. 11 legs. I'm not going to read through all of them, but there was Xavier Coates to score twice, Pappenhausen any time. Pappenhausen most tries versus Reese Walsh in that market. Um, with Teens Lesniak any time and then Storm to win both halves. So just a nice little collect there. Any movement in our futures markets after round seven? Uh, we've got a few. So Sharks, $9 into $7.50 to win the premiership. Um, and this one's probably the most interesting. So Manly and South Sydney. So Manly's gone $11 out to 15 Souths have gone 15 out to 21 And fittingly, both teams face off on Friday night, seventh versus eighth. Mm. The Rabbitohs have won five straight over Manly, dating back to 2019. Uh, who are you guys feeling more confident in this week? Well, I just think Manly at $15 is actually a pretty decent bet like, yeah. in yeah. terms of value. Like, jump on that. Sharks are $7. Uh, like, who knows? We have no real idea if they're, if they're going to be there in that prelim final and how they'll fare. So, um, I am always going to blindly tip Manly, but... I can't imagine Souths have anyone who will be throwing it to Manly's right edge like Talakai did last week. So I think this week as well they represent no a bit of value. Than, I think they're about two dollars no Harper. I think that's also key. Yeah, and it's it's <laughs> not even at um one of the. It's, I think it's a Central Coast too. Yeah. So they don't even play. So I mean, it's it's not like it's a Rabbitohs home game. It's 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 anything could happen. Yeah, I think the market should be a little bit closer than it is. The other. Is there a, sorry, is there a market when Morgan Harper gets back into first grade? Or? <laughs> I've never seen anything like that. <laughs> it was incredible. He didn't even come oh, back what? out and sit on the bench. No, he had the shower. He was in the shower, yeah. crying. I think that, <laughs> Poor guy. I think that's probably fair enough. Yeah. Uh, the other market worth touching on, guys, is the most losses market. So the Dogs are now the outright favourite, $2. West Tigers still $3.50. And then also just the, the, the market to make the top eight. So the Cowboys... $4 into $2. Warriors are back out to $7. And Newcastle, $5 out to $7 as well. What about the Bronx? They're sitting ninth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Enough said. Ryan, well, instill, us, instill us with a bit of confidence here. I'd love to hear about our bloody good bets. Uh, a lot of the usual suspects here, guys. So we had 160K on the Storm <laughs> at $1.10. Uh, yeah. 57K on the Panthers at a similar quote against the Raiders. And then... Uh, this one's probably the most risky. Thirty-three k on the Cowboys at a dollar eighty-seven against the Titans. Jeez, we love having you in here each wow. and every week, Ryan. Thank you very much again. Thank you again, boys. Jarrell, yes. Did you know that again in round eight of the NRL, it's early payout at Neds. If you back your team. To win in a head-to-head market, and your team is up by six points or more at halftime, you'll be paid out early. I'll be paid out early. You will be paid out early again in round eight of the NRL at Neds. Now, have you had a look at this week's games? Where do you think this would be best placed? Yeah, look, I think the Broncos get out to a great start all the time at Suncorp Stadium. So that's where I'll be putting my money. Chris, do you have anything for us? Anyone who flies the coop, you think we can get a bit of value for backing them early, head-to-head? Oh, I think Warriors, actually, um, after the embarrassment last week. 
Yeah, actually, a really good opportunity. How often would you see a team lose 70 to 10 and then be a legitimate winning chance the following week? <laughs> Against the Raiders, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, after round seven. <laughs> Great opportunity for early payout, all right? Punters, that is, of course, for your first $250 stake. T's and C's apply. They are available on the website. And, of course, if you're having a bet, always remember to gamble responsibly. The Neds NRL Punting Podcast Multi. All right, guys. Fact. The multi fell over again in round seven. Also, fact. It was our best effort to date. My leg got up. And for the first time, (laughs) Chris Gary, your leg got up as well. Yeah. um, I just want to continue to back into Panthers actually every week. <laughs> Might just be the new strategy. Yeah, well, all you can do is find the winner. A bloke in our team at work says that. All you can do is find the winner. Gerard, what did you do to Manly? I got a leg up over the weekend, if you know what I mean, but I didn't get this leg up. Um, yeah, yeah, mate. 30 full nil at half time. I was still, I still, I still had us. I still had faith in us. But no chance. Sorry, boys. Look, my apologies. Oh, I've I've had a real hard look at myself, and I'll be better this week. Okay. Well, straight into it. You're up first this week. Where are we going? Well, look, we uh, we seen last week uh, this this young man uh, Talakai have an absolute field day. Now, Katoni Stags after his game over the weekend has thrown the challenge out there to Talakai that. Uh, there will be some bloodshed. I don't know if that was the words, but I'd like to see that. <laughs> exactly. That just does not happen enough anymore, does it? No. That was no. the best part of the round for me. Yeah, 100%. Him um, coming out and calling him out saying, look, we've got to play them next week. And, you know, that Blues jersey is up for grabs. So may the best man win. And uh, I intend uh, that will be Katoni Stag. So I have put him in, in the multi at any time try scorer. I think that these two are going to go at it. And I, I, I honestly think that they're both going to be given early ball and just go, boys, there's the jersey, have a go and uh, see how you go. So I think, I, I generally think both of them are going to score a try over the weekend, but I, yeah, I think Tones is going to get over. So he's my multi-anytime uh, try scorer. Absolutely love it. And I love it even more at $3. Really good bit of value to start us Ooh. off there. Now, Chris, success with a head-to-head bet last week. Something similar this week. Let's back it up. The Eels to beat the Cowboys. I'm sorry. I know the Cowboys have been playing better. I just don't believe in them. Yeah. No, and well, quite frankly, too, you went head to head at a dollar eight last week. We're head to head at a dollar twenty eight oh, this week. So look at you, you little <laughs> rascal. <laughs> Risk taker you. Yeah. In five weeks' going time, rogue. punters, we're gonna find something at even money. What's so. happened to you, by the way? Because at the start of the year you was just there was these outlandish multis and now you've just you've really pulled Cause it in. Effect, Cause and effect. <laughs> All right. I'm up third this week, boys. It's a pretty simple one as well. We touched on him just before. We touch on him most weeks, to be fair. Ryan Pappenhausen, oh, his scoring tries I'd love for to fun touch this week. How many Dallian <laughs> points mullet. did we say before? 15? He's on 15. He's way out in front. Oh, he's three, he's three points out in front. Okay. Well, no one seems <laughs> to be able to... I wouldn't call that way out in front, but <laughs> yeah. thanks, Jared. Yeah. I mean, it's out in front. Yeah. <laughs> no one seems to be able to stop him. I'm going to take him to score a try at any time against the Knights for $1.72. Now, ordinarily, we'd cap it there. Oh, I'm getting sick to death of these blokes on the AFL punting podcast, potting us when they can't get a multi home either. Now, for the most part this season, they've actually been calling on the form guide fondler Ryan Cook for a leg as well. 
And I thought it would make it even more sweeter when we get this one home this week to be beating them at their own game, quite frankly, under their conditions. So, Ryan, we'd love a leg from you this week as well. Put me in a real tough spot here, guys. Oh, but, uh, love putting you in tough gone, spots. I've gone the West Tigers plus 12 and a half alternate line. I think they can cover against the Dragons. They've covered in each of their last six away games against St. George. The way they're playing, I think that's going to be a close game. All right. Well, to review, we're taking Katoni Stags anytime try scorer. Parramatta to win. Ryan Pappenhausen, anytime try scorer. And West's at an alternate line of 12 and a half points and even $10. Thank you very much. Oh, I Lucky like it, 10. boys. I like it, boys. I like it a lot. Why are we making our multis harder to get up? <laughs> <laughs> What's out of fourth thing? Yeah, I know. Yeah. There isn't a lot of thought that goes behind this. I'm just getting sick of those blokes over on the AFL. So, punters, it's already built for your convenience, the Neds NRL punting podcast multi. It's under NRL specials at neds.com.au or on the Neds app. If you're having a bet, always remember to gamble responsibly. All right, guys, it's nearly that time again. Time for final thoughts. In fact, Chris, I know you've got a really, really good one this week. Yeah, one of the big issues at the moment is the NRL Grand Final location. Uh, Peter Volandes has come out and said, basically admitted that it's a money-grabbing opportunity and he wants to do it Super Bowl style and take it around the world to the highest bidder, which will likely in rugby league parlance mean Auckland, Melbourne, Sydney <laughs> and Brisbane. Yeah. Um, so I, I really disagree. I just think Sydney, let's have tradition. Very few uh, codes these days can have that tradition. I know it came to Brisbane last year due to COVID, etc. I would love it to just stay in Sydney in the huge, huge ground, etc. I, I just want that bit of tradition. I yep. completely agree. What do you think, Gerard? Look, I, I, I don't I don't have a problem with it. I mean, I would like to see it come to Queensland again because I am a Queenslander. I know I went to the game last year and the atmosphere. None of the none of my teams played. I didn't really care. It was a it was a great it was great. It was it was one of the best things Suncorp has done for a long time. Obviously, they do a great origin. I I don't have a problem with it going to Sydney, but I think we've got to. Uh, you know, fancy it up a little bit. If we're mm. gonna, if we, if we're gonna do it like a Super Bowl, then we need to have bigger halftime shows. And I'm talking like, you know, we've got one of the biggest kids on the stage at the moment in Kid Leroy, right? He's an Indigenous kid. Uh, he's in America at the moment. Throw some cash at him. Get him to the stadium because it brings a different aspect to people wanting to come to the game. And over the past years. And this, this is—I know this is correct. We haven't always sold out the grand finals in the last four or five years. They've—they've they've fell short ten thousand people. You know that might bring the extra ten thousand to fill the uh, the stadium. We—I just think we need the theatrics a little bit better. Um, you know, we—we always saying that we want to be like what American do, American sports do. Well, bring the halftime show and bring it bigger and better. And I, I don't have any issue with it in staying in Sydney. I'd like to take on the AFL grand final. Angry Anderson, bound for glory. Bat wing car that they had painted up in the NRL colours. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, in all seriousness, Jarrell, have you got any final thoughts of your own? Uh, I, yeah, this one might be for you a little bit, Chris, and final thoughts about the Caelan Ponga saga. I know it's over, um, but the, the saga about having his... There's been a blow about having his agent, obviously, sitting there with him, which is his father. Andre. Andre. Yeah. Um, there's been huge blow-ups over the, the during the week and last week about him sitting in on the press conference. I don't have an issue with it. What are your takes on it? 
there's been many managers. Shout out to Jim Bannigan, one of the um, Oh, Jim Bannigan managers. is the best at doing that. He is oh. he is the shadow. He is the shadow. <laughs> so, yeah, there's the people said it's the first time they've seen a manager sit next to a player. That's ridiculous. It's happened heaps. Um, yeah, so anyway, look, I'm biased. I really like Andre. He's looking after his son. Those who don't know, maybe do a bit of research about Caelan Ponga's family and some of the tragedies they've endured, and you might understand a little bit why he cares so much. Yeah, yeah. I, I have no issue with it, and I just... I love when we, um, you know, we, we we go in a little bit harder than we need to. I mean, the media um, this week, especially, what's that show called? Um, on f- is that where your mate Kenty is? No, I don't know. That. <laughs> I don't know who that guy is. <laughs> Had one coffee with him before. No, he seems like a good guy, but I think he just carried on a little bit about that. That, hey. that was. I don't. I don't. I don't have an issue with what he usually does, but yeah, I think he carried on a tiny bit. Oh, I completely agree, and I really like Kenty, but um, yeah. I mean, it's just a dad protecting his son. Is yeah. it that big of a deal? Yeah, I, you know, I would bring my dad, but I don't have one, so you know, it's, <laughs> it's a bit awkward for you guys. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> we get too much. That, too much. <laughs> We're getting very, very dark here. That might be a good hey, moment. Hey, whoa, whoa. Hey, be careful what you're saying, mate, all right? <laughs> we I didn't bring that to the table. <laughs> we talked about Ranger Stacey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, punters, if you like what you've heard this week, thank you for tuning into Episode 8. Please like, share, leave us a review on your favourite podcast hey. platform. Find us on the socials at Ned's Oz. Enjoy the footy this weekend. If you're having a bet, always remember to gamble responsibly. Thanks for listening to the Ned's NRL Punting Podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe and leave a review on your favourite platform. And always remember to gamble responsibly.